You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Happy Friday from Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. It's the last Friday of August, August 28th, 2020. Time to put the summer doldrums behind us with our last weekly wrap-up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us is someone who's never in a summer doldrum. That's Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Good morning. And it's hard to be in the doldrums with what's going on in the world of finance and sort of how it affects the precious metals. And yet again, we've had a week when uh, some pretty uh, big decisions were made, which should uh, do very well for precious metals. You got that right. Boy, it, we may wish for the doldrums once we get into September. It's going to be a crazy month. And uh, hey, before we get started, we've been uh, introducing for the last couple of weeks the new SprottMoney.com website, warning people it was coming, that we we're going to be offline so we could put it up. And now it is up and live. Please, we want everybody to go check out SprottMoney.com. Very excited about it on our end. We launched it last week. You can search easily for this weekly wrap-up, other information on there, blog posts, Ask the Experts segments, any news item, or any specific product that you're looking for. You can do this all faster than ever before. Our online checkout process is a lot easier with even more security, so you can purchase with confidence. But hey, you can always call us too. We've got great deals on, uh, on all bullion needs for you, so give us a ring, 888 861 Zero seven seven five. That bullion keeps flying off the shelf, my friend, because those prices just look better and better. The the macroeconomic environment, the stuff we got from the Fed this week, man, oh man, it's good to be in the precious metals. And, and I might even add the whole economic outlook thing, where you know we thought we we're going to have this V bottom, but it's certainly. I mean, we had a, a mini V for a couple of months because it went down so much, but uh, things are kind of cooled out here. We have signs that uh, things might cool down even more. As an example, the airlines are all saying, well, you know, we can't keep the, the employees on any longer because the, the uh, government support thing is running out. We've got surveys of businesses that suggest people can only hold on for a month or three months. And, and that's so easy to understand. I mean, th- these people have businesses where there is no business. And uh, God forbid that the, the landlord's demanding the rent check and the city's demanding the taxes and et cetera, et cetera, because it's hard to pay it when you don't have the money coming in. So I think things are going to we'll see signs of cooling down here as we go forward economically. Certainly looks that way. And, you know, the, the Fed is going out of their way, doing everything they can to convince everybody that they're not raising rates anytime soon. I mean, that's, to me, that's what that announcement was yesterday, just further trying to make it as perfectly clear to everyone that through at least 2022, rates are staying at zero and that they're going to allow higher inflation uh, so that nobody has to worry about them hiking rates if we get some inflation. That's a pretty, regardless of the reaction yesterday, Eric, that's a pretty toxic stew. Good stuff for us. It's, uh, it's great stuff. I mean, I, you know, I've been a great believer that inflation goes, runs way beyond the Fed calculation. And I base that on uh, shadow stats as numbers, the Chapwood Index, real living, living day to day, seeing what's going on. Price of lumber goes from two fifty to eight hundred dollars. Um, you see so many. I, I go in, into a restaurant and I see seven entrees that cost over a hundred dollars each. Never saw saw that before. So there's lots of things that uh, suggest inflation is already higher. But the fact that the Fed comes out and says. We want to make up for lost ground versus their calculation, which is still below two. 
uh, suggests they're going to let her loose here. And, you know, if you want to protect yourself, there's not many ways of doing it when you start with the uh, the 10-year uh, bond yield at uh, 60 basis points. That, that's not going to help you. So more and more people are going to gold. And, and strangely enough, it seems to be people that think like bond owners that are the people most likely to go to, to gold and silver. And I know you, you had some thoughts you want to share with everybody on the dollar, too. And I think that's important because there's, you know, I go to Twitter. I see all kinds of people looking at their charts, you know, and saying, well, the dollar's going to do this. The dollar's going to do that. Uh, you don't want to fight the Fed. And the Fed is trying to spark inflation. And you cannot spark inflation through a higher dollar. And I think that's a pretty yeah. important point. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Uh, uh, I have some thoughts on the action of both the dollar and uh, gold yesterday. And, of course, the dollar ended up basically flat yesterday, and gold ended up down yesterday. And I've always been a great believer that whatever the proper answer is, reaction to the Fed announcement, is you won't see it that day. In other words, the Fed does not want to see a headline. Fed says it will allow inflation. Gold rises $100. That ain't going to happen. Right. So much as every with the initial reaction was to drive gold up dollar down uh, the dollar ended up flat on the day gold ended up down uh, 25 bucks in the day and i think it's all orchestrated to keep in essence the, the fed equation sign out of the limelight now the next day is a different story so now we have the next day when no one's going to make that equation and here we have the dollar with a big decline today and uh, so far, gold uh, with a very uh, broad advance, as the same with silver. So uh, I think that it, it was rigged lower yesterday with, with for purpose because the, the Fed doesn't want their actions to be, in their mind, misinterpreted, even though they weren't. Yep. Spoken like a guy that's been watching it for a while. That's for sure, because you start to see those correlations. No doubt about it. How about, Eric, we've uh, navigated our way, or we're very close to navigating our way through uh, the COMEX silver contract uh, going off the board, and pretty soon we'll be looking at December for our front month options yeah. and futures and stuff, but we're getting this September stuff behind us. Well, September, the open interest is still about 14,000 odd contracts, about 70 million uh, available or scheduled possibly for delivery. Um, I'm not sure whether that number will change much. First notice day is Monday. And as you uh, wrote on Sprott Money recently, uh, uh, back in, I think it was April, I'm not sure of the exact, there was an 85 million ounce month. It was that was a, July. Something like a, was that July? 85 in July. Yeah. And then yep. April was, what, 45 or something? Yep, it's been growing just like gold. A, if we get another big month here in, in silver, uh, we could say that between May and uh, September, we get 200 million ounces ask, ask for delivery, something in that area, okay? And, you know, as I've said many, many times, we only produce or mine 800 million ounces. The ETFs have grabbed almost 300. And now, potentially, COMEX uh, will do 200. Hey, you, you're explaining 500 of 800, and most of that 800 is supposed to go to, to industry. Not the savings, and I'm not even using the coin. I'm not using what's happening in other countries. I'm not using what's happening in the LBMA. And in my mind, there is a huge, huge tightness in silver here. And I think we'll get some failures to deliver. Uh, and that, to me, is the whole play, as I've described before, 
I believe that we have had 35 years of manipulation of the precious metals prices, particularly silver, because it was so easy to to distort because it was such a small market. When you think of last year, uh, with even a billion ounces of silver with an average price of 15, it's only a $15 billion market. You got 10 major banks all leaning on the damn thing mm -hmm. with money in the derivatives market. Now, all of a sudden, uh, five of them have already paid fines and admitted, I guess, paid fines for spoofing. Whether they admit it or not, I'm not sure what that word is because no one seems to ever admit anything anymore. They just pay the fine to get rid of the, the investigation. But you had five major banks uh, pay those fines, uh, which is, to me, evidence that they were all uh, leaning against silver. And, and now uh, you have in total almost a billion ounces of silver short on the COMEX. Almost, let's call it, uh, it's probably about 850 million today as of the close today. 850 million. Uh, somebody short 850 million ounces, and there appears to be no silver available. So, what's going to happen when people keep demanding delivery? I, I just think the silver price could, could go crazy. I believe because it's produced at roughly a 10 to 1 ratio, it's in the year's crust at a 12 to 1 as a currency was 15 to 1. It's going back to 15 to 1. I know a lot of people have difficulty with that, but I don't. When I look at, for example, the trading volume in SLV versus GLD, uh, there's 30 times more ounces of silver bought every day than gold. 30. There's only something like four and a half times more silver to be uh, available for investment than gold, but people buy at 30 to 1. The mint sales are 30 to 1. All the evidence is screaming at you that this ratio is ridiculous and it's because of the segregation of paper from real. Well, I think that segregation is over now and we're going to have some serious action on the silver front going forward. We should take a second and you should uh, tell people how you spend your day as an old retired guy, because I, I know most of the time you're sitting there, you know, in your rocking chair, dozing off, yeah, right. you know, stuff like that, <laughs> taking long naps, sure. uh, going out for early bird specials at dinner and stuff like that. Right. But in yeah. between, how do you spend most of your time, Eric? Well, I am spending a lot of time researching uh, investment opportunities that have something to do with silver. Uh, so, for example, there was a very interesting uh, revelation here. As we all know, you have to, all investors file 13Fs, which show their portfolio holdings, and they file them for the March quarter, the June quarter. That's the Warren Buffett thing when he, he ended up showing that he bought uh, 20 million shares of Barrick. Uh, that was in the 13F that he filed on Barrick. And we have 13Fs filed on the SLV, the Silver Trust. And here are the guys who bought this recently. Morgan Stanley, UBS, CTC, BlackRock, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, uh, Royal Bank of Canada, BNP, uh, Sockgen, Raymond James, uh, Barclays. These, and, and a lot of these are first buyers in the June quarter and we're not talking littles here and the list goes on and on and on and on and essentially you know whoever would have imagined that kind of account buying silver are you kidding me but you know there's even more reason for today so what do I do I spend my time looking for silver opportunities they're not easy to find because there's so few of them and I've picked over the list so many times I don't want to tell you uh, but now one of the things I do is I actually look at gold producers 
who say, well, you know, we have, let's say, some gold producers says, well, yeah, we got 20 grams of silver, but it's really worth nothing in New York. And let's use 50, they've got 15 grams of silver, but it's worth nothing, okay? Well, you know what? If silver goes to 15 to 1 to uh, gold, that's 15 grams of silver is worth one gram of gold. Yep. And if his deposit was one gram of gold, now it's two grams of gold. And two grams of gold is probably five times more profitable than one gram of gold because it's all bonus money. So I'm looking for things like that where you can see where maybe the, the silver contribution is being unwarranted in the market. I was even looking at it in Tudor, for example. Their recent drilling, they're coming up with about five or six grams of gold. If it was six grams divided by 15, that's worth 0.4 of a gram of gold. Well, when you're only starting with one gram of gold or less, 0.9, and you add 0.4 to it, and it's a giant deposit, that's a very significant contribution. Yeah. Now, we're not at 15 to 1. But my brain is telling me we're going there, and you don't have to pay for it. That's the beauty. Nobody's paying for this yet. It's all bonus time. So uh, I spend my time looking at that. I think I mentioned last week that another company called Benchmark Minerals has big, big silver in their in their results, and so much so that the silver at 15 to 1 will be more important than the gold. Um, so that, that's what I keep looking for. Uh, I keep looking at the present, uh, management presentations. I looked at the one from Discovery Mines recently, one from Silvercrest. Um, I just spend all my time looking for silver opportunities that the market has misunderstood. Right. And your time is valuable. And the fact you're spending that much time looking at silver should give some idea uh, to folks how valuable you think those opportunities are going to be going forward. Um, we have, Eric, geez, uh, about 40 questions this week, and we always invite mm. your questions. You can email them to us at the word submissions at SprottMoney.com. They get on the list. Eric and I go through them, and if uh, and I always ask Eric, but if, if, if he doesn't have an opinion, doesn't know anything about it, uh, we're just simply not going to uh, spend time talking about it. But we do have some this week that are on the list. Eric, can I anything else on your mind before I lay a few of these on you? Uh. Oh, yeah, I have one other thing I want to say. I was speaking with the director of a gold mining company, and I said, you know, when, when your costs of production are 1000 and the price is 2000 if you just kept the gold, you yeah. would reduce the gold supply by 50%, right? Half your margin is 50%. And same with a silver producer today. Uh, with the price of $27 and his cost is whatever, let's say 13 and a half. If he just didn't sell the silver, there'd be 50% less silver for sale. What would the price do? Now, it's very unfortunate that I find most people who run mining companies uh, think about mining. Right. And not, the, not the metal and the price of the metal and what, what could happen to the price of the metal. And because they don't anticipate you know, no, like how many guys anticipated when gold was 1300 it's going to 2000 in about six months? Not many. And how many anticipate that gold could trade at, uh, silver could trade at 15 to 1 to gold, 15 to 1 to gold? That's $166 for silver. I know it seems ridiculous. Just talk to me in two years, okay, and we'll all see how ridiculous it was. So anyway, there's uh, it, there's lots of opportunity here for the industry to self-help. 
particularly when they've been bombarded for the last 35 years by a bunch of commercial banks controlling uh, the prices of the product. Maybe they could help that product along. And I, I certainly try to do that in Jaguar mines that I own 100%. We invested $4 million in silver, even though we're a gold miner, because I think silver is the better thing to buy. But you imagine if some other guys, with all the cash flow they had, started buying the metals instead of right. having fiat dollars. What do you want fiat dollars for? Wow. Exactly. Very good. Very good advice. Hopefully more people start to listen to it. First one on my list, my friend, uh, is something called Newfound Gold. Newfound Gold. I don't want to address yeah. that one. Newfound Gold. Yeah, Newfound Gold. It's a company that uh, I own some reasonable percent of. I don't know whether it's like 12% or something. Uh, I would have purchased that uh, probably six months, six, nine months ago. They had a big hole. Uh, I think it was uh, 96 grams over. Oh, I don't want to get this wrong, but I'm thinking like. 40 meters or something. It was a huge uh, discovery hole. Uh, they actually announced that they have some grab samples that are, I think they said eight kilometers north of where the initial discovery was with the grab samples and very, very high uh, gold content. Uh, so I, and I think that the whole theory is that there's a, uh, a structure that actually, believe it or not, goes all the way through Newfoundland and right into Ireland, where they were connected at one time, and down to South Carolina, where there's a, the same line. And um, it's a gold-bearing structure, and, hmm. and the Marathon Gold has found some on that structure. Now Newfound has found some on that structure. Uh, I think there's been other discoveries along that structure, so it might end up being a whole new kind of camp sort of thing. But so far, the Newfound has done very well. All right. I thought this was an interesting question, too, is about Free Gold Ventures, which is one that you first introduced us to back in May, about 25 cents U.S., and now it's, I think, over a dollar. Um, this gentleman said had written in and said, you know, what, what are they doing with their drilling up there? They could be drilling a lot deeper and finding a lot more grams per ton, but instead they're drilling and trying to define their system laterally. What, is, what are they doing? What's, what's the thought behind that? Sure, sure. Well, first of all, it's easier to drill laterally because you don't have to drill as deep. So it's, in other words, I think they've got down to 550 meters on the first hole. Uh, and now they're the second hole is going to be a lateral hole that would go to about the same depth. And uh, they've gone back to where the first hole was discovered and they've done holes very close to it, uh, trying to extend what they call the strike length. And that's the, uh, the uh, distance on surface, if you will. Now, to drill deeper, you want to drill down to 1,000 meters? Well, it's going to cost you twice as much to drill to 1,000 meters, and you may or may not find something. It's easier to find it laterally because you don't have to drill as deep than it is vertically. So once you've found that it does go laterally, then you go deeper. And I think that would be the next stage. If we find out that they've hit in hole two, which we don't have the results of yet, and they might maybe hit the side hole one in some of the holes they've already drilled, then I think they will definitely go deeper because as I think the, the suggestion was that as you go deeper, quite often the grade can, can go up considerably. You mentioned we don't have the results of that yet. There, I mean, there's a reason why there's kind of a shortage of news this time of year. Um, we're past the earning cycle. That A lot of that happened about four or five weeks ago. But this is a normal type of uh, news pattern, isn't it, Eric, this time of year? Well, it's a slow time of year. And, uh, well, I think there's two reasons. I think the whole COVID thing 
And the fact that a lot of uh, miners can now raise money, a lot can raise money. Therefore, there's a lot more drilling. And, and you know, the assay offices just can't keep up with it. Plus, if you're going to release news, I think people would imagine the better time to do it is in September, not in August, when everyone's kind of snoozing and summering and things like that. So that would be another reason. That might, uh, that's another reason why things are probably going to get interesting next month. Uh, and yep. one last question in that regard, number of people have written in as of late and worried that the general stock market's going to crash, correct, whatever you want to call it. Um, and just wondering what you would, what your initial thoughts would be, you know, just off the top of your head as to how the mining shares might perform the next time, if there is a next time that the market general market pulls back. Yeah. Well, as we know, in 08, uh, the stocks went down very quickly and hard, but came back very quickly and ultimately went, you know, considerably higher and way outperformed anything else. And I would say in today's environment with gold at a record price, uh, with gold at a recent high, as uh, silver at a recent high, uh, with Warren Buffett buying Barrick, uh, with it, it being obvious that a plethora of uh, advisors are recommending gold and silver, we're not going to see the sell-off that one might have anticipated. Furthermore, a lot of the stocks in the last month have done nothing while gold hit a new high, while silver went up 18 to $28. I don't think the silver stocks are up a dollar on that move. So there's huge opportunity, I think, in the uh, stocks because everyone's sort of gone to sleep on them here, notwithstanding the fundamentals getting better by the day. So I don't think it's it's very likely they would drop anything like they did in 08. In fact, they may rally because people realize, as as has happened in the two, NASDAQ crash of 2000, the 0708 crash, Gold stocks are the one asset that tends to go up in that environment. Well, we know how the Fed will respond in that case, too. I think everybody's learned oh, that yeah. now, too, so you can begin to anticipate that. Uh, all right, one last thing. I, I know you'd mentioned on your list, uh, list were Jaguar and Tudor, and we've kind of touched on those. Anything else you'd like to cover before we wrap this up? Well, I should. you were going to have a question about, I think, uh, uh, would would a, someone like myself look at the suppliers to the mining industry oh, for an investment yes. opportunity? That's right. You were going to mention that. Yes. And, so uh, would you? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't look at them, and the reason I don't look at them is you don't have the leverage in profit in a guy doing assays or a guy doing drilling because he can't just double his price overnight. Whereas the price of silver can double overnight, and it's all profit. Uh, so I, you don't quite get the leverage in those that you'd get in the uh, in the physical products. So I tend not to look at those opportunities. I prefer ones that can, you know, where you can get the 10 or 20 bagger and all based on price more than anything else. So I, I find that easier. There you go. Thank you for reminding me of that because, uh, yep, I got to get some more coffee. I'd forgotten about that question. Uh, my friend, it's going to be an interesting month, no doubt about it. We'll get a lot of folks back as September begins. Of course, next week brings a Labor Day holiday here in the U.S., which will be a three-day weekend, first weekend of September. Got that big FOMC coming up in September, so we got a lot ahead of us that we're going to be discussing uh, in the weeks ahead. But for now, I think we're about done. Anything else you would like to cover? Should we wrap it up? Well, it looks like uh, a lot of, I think there's going to be a lot of clear sailing here. Uh, people should watch very carefully 
what happens to the silver price. I think the silver price is the key thing to watch here. And, and it's interesting. Go back and look at your silver stocks and see what they've done since the price went from 18 to 28. And, and their profits have obviously doubled. No, they've tripled. The profits have tripled probably going from 18 to 28. Because at 18, maybe their costs were 13. They're making five bucks. At 28, they're making 15 bucks. Their profits have tripled. And the stocks have done nothing. Right. Great opportunity. Well, and I'll tuck this in too. When you talk about silver going back to 15 to one versus gold, that's a getting back to more of a physical based pricing scheme, not this derivative phony baloney futures uh, pricing scheme that we currently have. If that's the case and we're pricing more off physical, you're going to want to make sure you have physical metal, whether you've already got some or you think it's time to start. SprottMoney.com is where you want to go. Uh, on the site, you'll find all great deals on physical. You know, we got the Royal Canadian Mint um, uh, Maple Leaves. We've got American Silver Eagles. Anything you'd like, you can find at SprottMoney.com. We'll also store it for you at a very economical cost. All begins by visiting that website or just simply giving us a call. 888-861-0775. Eric, I'm going to put you back to work looking for silver opportunities. I'll be on the case. You don't worry. I hope I come up with something for next week. That sounds sounds good to me. All right, my friend. Have a great weekend. All the best to you, Greg. And from all of us at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday.